The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's your girl Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and whatever y'all talking about in social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea that we got going on for you. Please welcome my co-host, Al Reynolds. Hey. Hey. It doesn't feel real, but I, we, we're here, right? Yes. All right. What's up, soulmates? Hey, and please welcome Funky Daniva. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> you know what? I just realized I get to do it now, and I'm actually doing it to somebody. Like, bam! There it is. <laughs> What's going on, soulmates? Man, this is exciting. After three years of dishing the tea out of you know our separate locations. Miami, Los Angeles, New York, Dubai, Dallas, wherever. <laughs> we are together, officially yeah. in the studio for the first time. So many, hey, yes. Yeah. How does it feel? I want to go with both of y'all. How, do you, how does it feel? How are you feeling? Uh, I know you had some anxiety about this, right? It, it, it's, it's surreal. You know, I was questioning. We, we are in our fourth year now of this show, and we've done it so well and so flawlessly on Zoom. I was just a little worried about, you know, our chemistry being together in the studio, but it's just the natural matriculation of things. Oh, he brought a, about a big oh, word. Big word. I, did okay. to, I did go to college. He, he's a matriculation. But it feels good. And listen, it's, it's always a good time. Spell that together. word. M-A-T-R-I-Lation. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Al, how are you feeling you about know, this? You know, for me, for me, I, I would have liked to have seen it sooner, but because of our energy when we came together in Florida was just so, mm-hmm. just natural. And mm-hmm. I, so I've been wanting this for a long time. But it was perfect during COVID. Like, we really motivated a lot of families during COVID. That was mm-hmm. some dark times. So to actually, like, evolve and come here and get to work with the two of you is like a dream come true for me. So Foxo was born in 2019. Well, that's when it first aired. And we mm-hmm. were in a great studio in Los Angeles. And then, of course, COVID hit, sending us all to our homes. And a lot of streaming services did not last. But it was actually beneficial for Foxo. It actually made all the shows really blow up. And really, mm-hmm. people... A lot of people say that we got them through some really dark times. Right. I get that a lot in my DMs. Yeah. And and I I really appreciate the soulmates. I feel like we have fans like no other. Like, they are so turned to meet us, (laughs) to see us in the studio. And you know what? I will say this, full disclosure, when we're home doing the show... How many of y'all don't really have your outfit together from the waist down? Because I don't. I don't. Do do y'all know how many times I've gotten up during commercial break and been like, Oh crap! I'm gonna get an HR violation because I got boxers on with a sweater. You know what I'm saying? Because I literally exactly. like roll out of bed, put my face on real quick, and jump in the chair. And every time he FaceTimes us, we see all kinds of interesting things in the background, don't Eczema we? Eczema and all that. Dildos, all kinds of nonsense. Go on to the next. Amongst thing. all that other. Go all to all the, the next thing. Well, we had a great time last night board. here in Houston. Shout out to yes. the people that took care of us. Yeah, we, who were they? Tell us. Was it Ivy? We went to the Ivy uh, the Ivy Room, 
And then we also Ivy House. Ivy House. Yeah. And then we, we went also to went to Buddies, Buddies. and Montrose. And then we also have to give Norman. a special shout out to Ride with TCS. Guys, you can check our Instagram. She's oh, the one. Oh, my goodness. She wrapped this van for us. Special shout out <laughs> to Tam, our driver. She's been shuttling us all around. So if you and are she's in the not Dallas, just a driver, right? She's not. But I was going to say, if you're in the Dallas or the Houston area and you are looking for some top-notch transportation right. services, right. check our Instagram. Tam from Ride with TCS. She got you covered. And right. Norman. Norman is the one that looked out for us last night. Oh, Norman. Okay. So thank Shout you. out to Norman. Oh, what's his last name? Do we know? We'll figure it out. Okay, Norman, we love you, and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for ruining my liver. All right, y'all, let's get into the show. We have a lot to talk about. Okay, last week we briefly discussed Kiki Palmer's restraining order against her baby father, Darius Jackson, but we did not have the full details as the story was still unfolding when we went to, you know, uh, on air. Mm -hmm. So according to recent court documents, Darius trespassed into Kiki's home without her knowledge or consent while threatening and physically attacking her. This changes everything. Mm -hmm. Let's get into this. What are your thoughts on the situation? People were like, yeah, I don't have all the details, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. We did not, and that's why we we're, we're going to talk about it now. Al? Uh, you know, I'm one of the biggest people that didn't have all the details, but my commentary is still the same. Remember I said if, if there was physical abuse involved, then it would change. There are certain black women in Hollywood that we don't want you to mess with, and Kiki Palmer is mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. one of those people. The sad part is that 40% of African-American women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime, which is the highest number of any ethnic group. But I like the fact that Kiki is saying, listen, this is more than me and I'm going to share it with the world. And we as women need to come together and be stronger and not deal with this physical or domestic abuse. All right. Funky, what do you think? You know what? It, it, it's so funny. You know, Kiki could do no wrong in our book. Did she win and got a damn baby daddy? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. I, and I hate it, but it's just <clears throat> always that one Negro that come into your life and just... <laughs> and you know it's bad when you got Kiki Mama in the bathroom spitting. <laughs> right. Mama, I, I couldn't even hear the message good because Mama was, was in there spitting yes, all over the damn place. I know when Mary Slacy's come to clean that damn mirror, she's going to be like, baby, what's all this toothpaste thing y'all got up here on this mirror? But Mama say she had them been told that brother about that younger brother and child a text message just come out she said she put a bullet in the baby daddy mama trying to come back now and be like Carlissa, like blue face oh, mama no, right. want to be all in the mix tone back what's she, her name dominate whatever it is uh, abuser mama tone back <laughs> oh you know now that you got into it we take these threats serious and you're gonna have to kill the whole family i'm paraphrasing here oh, and wow. now we got to get the police involved no abuser mama you raised some sorry ass sons you need to be ashamed spit all over that mirror and told us that when she talked to the older brother, instead of him being empathetic and sympathetic, this Negro says, oh, well, I used to do that, too. I don't know what the hell kind of house you was running, but that ain't no regular normal-ish no. for a man to respond to his younger brother's abuse saying, I used to be like that, too. And, and to the mothers out there, listen, I know that, you know, a lot of times when the father's not in the house, your son ends up becoming like almost like you treat him and view him like you're a man and he can do no mm. wrong. You're not doing any women a, a favor or society any favors by behaving like this. Check your son's behavior, abusive behavior mm. early and check it quickly and check it firmly. Don't just stand by your man, your son, through thick and thin because this is why you, how you create two right. monsters in one family right. instead of just one. Now, Kiki Palmer's mother, Sharon, recently uh, shared her thoughts on the ordeal and it seems like she's calling out Darius' older brother, Saranus Jackson. Check this out. For Sharonis Jackson to post on his Twitter 
the ridiculous stuff that he's posted when he knew his brother was abusive. I went to Sharona's over a year ago and told him that his brother was abusive to my daughter. And he said, uh, well, I used to be like that, too. What? For all that uh, don't know who Saranis is, he's an actor and former star on HBO's Insecure. It seems like he's very insecure. What are your thoughts on Sharon, uh, Sharon's remarks? Let's go to you first, Funky. You know what? I mean, like I said earlier in my commentary, this is sad and it's indicative of, I guess, what type of environment that they were raised in. But, you know, the other thing that comes out of this that's very interesting is the company you keep, family or friends, can bring you down. This does not look good on Darius Jackson. Mind you, we didn't even know who he was until Kiki Palmer. We knew you was the light-skinned boy from Insecure's brother. Mm -hmm. And now you don't sink the whole ship. Because yeah. Saranis really didn't even have a career for real, for real. And now that you're attached to this, and mm -hmm. we found out that this is what you said. And he volunteers the information. And, oh, I did it too. But catch this T. You see he deleted that tweet. Mm. He mm. originally put up a tweet calling Kiki's family sociopath, so on mm. and Disgusting. so forth. But baby, baby, when that house cam hit mm -hmm. with that footage. <laughs> that part. What can you say? Well, you know, Dominic Perry said who dated Saranis and worked with him on Insecure had had alluded to the fact that he was abusive. And to your point, the fact that she's raising two men where this is a pattern Mother, you probably need to look inward and not outward. Now, the funny part here is if anybody knows Kiki, Palmer, and Sharon, they've been in this business since 2004, and when you see one, you see the other. When she was on Broadway working with Nene and I went every night, you would see Sharon. Sharon don't play about Kiki. And the, the best part is she's not just her mother. Can you imagine being a mother and watching your, your daughter being abused violently by her boyfriend. She's also her business partner and her manager. So this is like a double bang bang. And I love the fact, Sharon, I love the fact that you came out of the shadows and you spoke up and you defended your daughter. Thumbs up to you as a momager. Thumbs up to you as a mother. And thank you for looking out for our beautiful Kiki Palmer. And I'd like to point out that a lot of times people accuse people that call people abusers. They're looking for clout. They're looking for attention. For their mother to have known that this has happened for a while, they tried, that yep. tells me, they tried to keep it in-house right. and deal with it in-house and not put this brother on blast. So with that being said, you know this family's protecting your dumb ass and you still ran your mouth and your brother ran his mouth. Right. You are poking the bear yeah. when you know she's yeah. got receipts. Yeah, and right. Sharon is a better woman than most women would be because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not in their family and I'm not in a position to judge. But in hindsight, you went wrong when your cousin's there, roll up over there and beat his ass the first time. Right. Mm -hmm. There is no, where I come from, there is no, you know your brother abused him. No, it's, you know we kicked your brother ass because he was hitting my daughter. That's right. Well, and uh, yeah. real quick, Saranis is uh, currently fighting to keep his five-year-old daughter in California despite her staying with her mother, actress Dominique Perry, in Texas. So, again, the whole family, throw the whole family away. That's how I look at it. Yeah, right. Seem like it's trash and it's trash day. Ooh. Take out the trash. <laughs> uh, trash man ain't pick up no garbage today. <laughs> 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 All right, switching gears, Krishan Rock Ooh. allegedly got into a physical altercation Again? at Tamar Braxton's concert with one of her background singers, and he was the host, actually, uh, James Wright Chanel, who we all love. Now, according to reports, Krishan was scheduled to make a guest appearance at the concert, but missed her mark when the production team could not locate her. Now, Krishan ended up attacking James, who was trying to simply defuse the situation. Uh, 
there's a thought, there's a report that he ended up in in the hospital with mm -hmm. a broken nose that his nose was not not stopped bleeding. What are your thoughts on these allegations? And are you surprised, Al? What do you think about this? Listen, I know he was trying to support Krishan here. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. First of all, this is definitely not off brand for Krishan. We know that she is just going through a whole lot. She's trying to manage her whole lot that she's got going on. Um, am I surprised? I'm not surprised. But guys, let's be really honest. Why haven't we seen a picture? All this going on in that background. Everybody got a cell phone. Everybody recording video. Why haven't we seen a picture? Why haven't we seen a video? Why haven't we seen a police report? And why haven't we seen a hospital exit interview? These are the four things that I look for when I'm doing my research to try to understand the issue a little bit better. Do you think it's cap? I don't know, do but it, it, like I, I smell a little whack 100 all over this story. And, you know, if it is, it's done in the best way that I've seen in a long time. Oh, wow. That's an interesting point. Uh, Q, what do you think? Well, first and foremost, I'm glad that we're finally doing a story about Tamar that doesn't involve Tamar. So shouts out to that. Because normally <laughs> when we're doing a Tamar Braxton story, right. Tamar's my girl now. We're in a good space she now. She's innocent. In this. She's, out, but she's completely innocent. Her story has hey. nothing to do with Tamar. As far as Krishan is concerned, I want to know where all y'all at that was saying a baby will make her better. A baby show, the baby will be the best thing to happen to her. It seems as if she's getting worse. Um, Tamar was on that stage singing her heart out and this drunk snaggatooth bitch all in the back humbling and fumbling, feet five-fold fumbling. I'm like, what the hell going on? Tamar so deep in the spirit, she didn't even know what was going on. And see, James is nice. Something definitely happened backstage. But to your point, Al, you're right. Where is, listen, when Jocelyn Hernandez jumped on Big Lake, oh, we that, saw that, we that saw bitch the whole, went to jail we immediately. Saw the whole 10 minutes she of went that. to jail immediately. Yeah. So my whole thing is, to your point, if James's nose was bleeding the way they're saying it was bleeding, they said it I'd have pressed charges on that hole. Right. She would have been in jail, okay? Right. She would have been in jail. But remember, it's a public it's a public venue, so you don't have to necessarily press charges against the person. The venue can press charges against you because you're in public. And have right? they not? And I, I haven't seen. Well, anything. where's the state attorney? I haven't seen I mean, anything. No one's issuing any comments. That would be this. really weird if it didn't go down like that, and we're getting fake news. But I don't see James doing that. I don't think. Oh no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not implying that. But all I'm saying is. How many times, we're talking about a bloody nose that wouldn't stop to the point that he had to go to the hospital. And everyone does have a camera phone. Everybody's yeah, got a camera true. phone. Even in the moment, even if you didn't catch the hit, you have footage of the, the background. Okay. And the young guy that has come forward at first and was very vocal about the situation, where was your where was your footage? I mean, but here's what's funny, though. Real talk was I think the impression that I got was that this interaction happened in the back room. If something happened with us in the back room, I'm not going to pull out the camera either if we're with family. So, you know what? I think we're going to have to just put a pin in this and okay. we'll get back to it mm -hmm. when we get more information on this. But it is really interesting. Mm -hmm. OK, still ahead. We're taking a trip to the sloppy state of Florida. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just read what's on the prompter and find out why Whoopi Goldberg is calling out millennials and Gen Z. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 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 
You do know your mic is on. <laughs> Welcome back to TGF. And just like when we're in the studio, there's side conversations happening that the audience would Real quick, we talk about Joyce and she's right, the fourth and class member. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And I heard her clucking on this last day. Here comes Joyce. And here I go, like like a little kid in kindergarten. Here we go. What do we do? What do we do? Joyce came marching herself out with them kitten heels, ready to cuss us out. But we love Joyce because Joyce Shaw, she keeps the show tight and right, as she yes. likes to say. She gonna keep it tight and right. Those are words. Now you're so. gonna have anxiety and need to take medication. <laughs> but we, we all on Xanax. Well, we all. <laughs> I'm on Clonopin. <laughs> anyway, go uh, on to the next thing. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Whether uh, good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the ratchet state of Florida, and that's why we're giving you the 411 in what the Florida. All right, a black bear in Florida was captured on a ring camera stealing $45 worth of Taco Bell from a home in Orlando. Why are the animals even ghetto in Florida? No, why does it cost so much for Taco Bell? The bear was spotted grabbing the bag in its mouth and leaving the home, but check this out. He later came back for the drinks. Uh, I'm sure he had bubble guts. Funky, what are your thoughts on this thieving bear? Let me tell you something. It's hard out here for everybody. I live in Florida. I told y'all the cost of living is high. Land is scarce. Food is high. Food is even high in the animal kingdom. Okay? <laughs> you know it's bad. We got Rob DeSantis as a mayor. Rob DeSantis. What's his name? Ron. 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 Governor. Ron. Governor, Ron. not mayor. Well, whatever, the child, whatever it, is, whatever it is, all of it is inefficient if you ask me. Nevertheless, the cost of living is high. And y'all got to understand, the politics and the government is not trickling down to the animal kingdom. And that's why things is high. That bell was simply trying to survive. Working honest, but it does what? Pays the bills. <laughs> you will find a way to BS your way. And will. And will. And did. That, that's funny, though. You know what's so interesting is that actually I hold the family accountable in this situation because they know that you're not supposed to leave your food outside for any lengthy amount of time. And we found from this particular story that they left it out there for over 10 minutes. The bear said, if you don't want it, I'll eat it. Right. He said, if you don't want to drink, I'll have that too. So in this case, I feel like that family's responsible because everybody who lives in Orlando knows that you're not supposed to intentionally or unintentionally allow time to let that food sit outside. They've sent everybody notices. And if you don't follow the notice, this is what happens. There's too many things going on in Florida when it comes to animals. Like I remember I dated a guy that lived in Orlando and he had like a, a fence around the pool uh -huh. so yeah, alligators and That's I'm right. like Listen, I don't want to live in a place where I have to worry about bears and alligators and I want to add a caveat to what you said there's too many things going on in Florida with people yet alone now damn animals so we got we got alligators we got we got uh, bears manatees. what else we got manatees <laughs> well, and we got coke floating up on the daggone shore every well, day well speaking of animals a Florida man was busted with having five alligators in his bathtub that he has stolen from a nearby pond. Uh, Robert Robertson was issued a criminal citation for the personal possession of wildlife without a class two permit after officers found the gators at his home. I had a ghetto ass friend that uh, captured an alligator and put it in his pool and it killed all the neighborhood cats. Oh, wow. <laughs>
you're watching. What are your thoughts on this mess? Funky, I gotta go to you. These are your peoples. I don't got a problem with it. All them Cubans oh, in Miami my. got chickens all in there. Like, we got a whole damn chicken infestation. So alligators are... So hell, why, why are we discriminating against the animals? Because they black. They black. Is, exactly. They black. Wildlife is MF and wildlife. You can't even go pay your traffic ticket good down in Miami without some damn chickens crossing the road. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because all them damn Cubans brought them to Miami. I think it is. And I love the Cubans. I sleep with Cubans all the time. So oh, they, oh, they oh, oh, but what I'm saying is, I don't understand why it's a problem that this man got these alligators. These ain't even big alligators that can hurt people. And see, they saying they protect the class of animals. They protect the class. He was protecting right. them. Funky, no, he them. Funky little alligators, they do a thing called eating, and then they grow to big alligators. Right, but see, they were small, and you, but you see what's going on in the animal kingdom. Food is scarce. Oh. Them little alligators, that bear could have ate that alligator. You know what? So, we, go to so we, got, right. we got to preserve them. You know what? No, he, he needs to be off. He got to preserve them. It's okay. He can preserve them, Q. You're right. He can, he, can, he can go to the pond. He can get an alligator. He can do as he wish, but he's got to remember that he's got to apply for his license. In the state of Florida, alligators are protected so if you want to have them as a pet you have to get your class two pet license so what i'm hearing is the government will let us have any type of dangerous animal we can have chickens for free <laughs> but as long as they can tax us on alligators then we can have alligators in the tub that's, that's right as long as especially in florida because the alligators are so plentiful as long as you get your class two pet license you can have an alligator in your well, house. Florida people, y'all need to come license these damn chickens because I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm tired of going to South Beach. And why did the chicken cross the damn road? We still try to figure <laughs> it out. Okay, get, this, uh, get into this creepy story. An anthropologist discovered a human skull in a Florida thrift store. Apparently, the anthropologist was shopping and noticed the human skull in the Halloween <laughs> section. Now, detectives were notified based on the observations. The skull is believed to be that of a human. Ooh. Funky, what can you say about this story? They in here in Florida thrift shop with human skulls. Please defend that. Let's hear what he got to say on this one. That Hold on, let me sit up. She got her degree from community college. Right. She don't know what she talking about. She got, that's, that's all I got. It's a human skull. It's a human she skull. Got, baby, she, Community college, so teach people. Well, wait, well, wait. Let me tell you. I, I are got you saying community college people are not brilliant people? What I'm saying is community college people ain't got enough credit hours to decipher a private city school so you're, from a human school, so, and she don't know what she's talking so about. So you're shatting on the college. We can't. College we can't do community. that to the community college people. But I will help them out. Let me help them out. That's all the fine brothers. <laughs> Couldn't get into. And they're gonna beat your ass like you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to help you out, Funky, on this one. So listen, this, is, this story is actually way more interesting than we think, everybody. The anthropologist went to the thrift store just shopping on a Saturday or a Sunday, like she said. And when she ran across the skull, she was like, oh, my goodness. This isn't just a Halloween skull. This is a human skull. And she even placed it back to it being a Native American skull, which is like because Native American skulls are shaped a certain way. So because of that, she called the sheriff department and said they have a real human skull in that thrift shop. Karen. Now, when the right, the Karen, when the police showed up at the thrift shop to, do, to see if it was a skull that was actually on sale, you know, it's illegal to sell human body parts. You know this, Claudia, because mm -hmm. you're a big crime buff. Yeah. It's illegal to sell human body parts. The lady said that she purchased it out of a storage unit like Storage Wars uh -huh. sale. Oh and so wow. she had no idea that it could have actually be a human skull. She knew that it was interesting. She put a $4,000 tag price on it because she didn't really want it to sell it. She wanted to use it as a conversation speech. And the conversation speech has now got her a citation. Now this whole finna go to jail. 
Right, trying to make a she few dollars off the stuff. And I'm telling you, she ain't even, uh, the lady who founded ain't no real anthropologist, no, because anthropologists <laughs> make money and she's shopping in the damn thrift store. Okay. okay I, st I stick by my story and she ain't no anthropologist. Isn't that right. crazy that you can look at a skull and know where it is, who Child. that human being is? I found that fascinating. You know what's sad? That the, the, um, the Native Americans just stay getting behind yeah, there. There's yeah. a reason and, that's and especially we'll in know Florida. Who that, and we'll never know who that person now she was right. a real anthropologist she would carbon date that bad boy and let us in the see you you didn't know i knew about that <laughs> oh, you didn't know i knew about I, that baby i'm impressed when i went to florida state I, university oh, and got my oh, yeah, oh jesus here we go that he, that he never used that he never used you probably slept with the anthropologist i'm thinking i'm thinking did he actually get a degree from florida state i want to see it i need proof all right coming up still ahead we've got whoopi goldberg she's calling out millennials and gen z i'm dying to hear what she has to say and later Nicki minaj gets candid about Plastic surgery. I want to hear about that as well. Stay tuned for more TGIF. Hit that like button in the, in the chat. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Listen, y'all, we are here to hook you up and make your life a little bit easier. Now, there's nothing better than a little retail therapy, especially when I can do it from my home in my pajamas. That's why I love Ghost Bed Makers of the coolest beds in the world. Now, if you've ever shopped for a mattress, you know how overwhelming it can be. Now, maybe you like the contouring feeling of memory foam, or maybe you want a little bit of bounce, or maybe... You have no idea what you want. Now, if that's the case, GhostBed is here for you. Plus, for the last 20 plus years, the team behind GhostBed has been designing comfortable mattresses that are built to last. And they are the experts when it comes to pairing customers with the right mattresses based on things like sleeping position, lifestyle, and more. Now, go to GhostBed.com today and take their online quiz to get your personalized recommendation or you can connect with GhostBed sleep experts for a one-on-one -on -one consultation via phone or chat. Orders ship fast and free, and you'll also get a 101-night sleep trial to make sure your mattress is the right fit for you. Now, for a limited time, our listeners can get 50% off all adjustable bases and frames, pillows, sheets, and more. Now, 50% off site-wide. That's a big deal. Limited time only. Use promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T to take advantage of the new offer. That's www.ghostbed.com slash T with promo code T. Now, listen, y'all been shading me in the comments for a long, long time. I am happy to announce my Ghostbed products finally found their way to my house, and I am so excited to share my ghost bed experience with y'all. All right, let's get back to some hot topics. Whoopi Goldberg is ruffling some feathers after accusing millennials and Gen Z of not having a strong work ethic mm -hmm. or being good citizens. Now, Whoopi said, every generation is told you're gonna do worse than your parents. You know, that, you know what? People pick up and do what they do and they raise themselves and this is what they've got to do. It's called being a good citizen. Do you agree with Whoopi's remarks? Let's go to you first. Oh, absolutely. Listen, if we believe in statistics, statistically, the, the millennials are, you know, the turnover rate for millennials, meaning they stand in their jobs is 21 percent. That's costing our economy every year 30 billion dollars, 30 billion dollars. And that's a problem. But these millennials aren't taking it. 
they don't go through what we go through. They're not trying to like stick it out. They're not in like there's a trial period. They want to go from hire to CEO mm -hmm. and they don't do all the work in between. But if you're costing our economy $30 billion a year because of your turnover rate, then this is a conversation worth having. All right. Well, good. you know what? To your point, out of the conversation need, that needs to be had is not about them being turned over, but why are they leaving? One thing that I do right. like about the millennials and I don't like about Whoopi's statement, I like the fact that millennials say, listen, we are not living in the Great Depression era anymore. We're not right. living in the 80s. We're not going to work our backs to the bone because we realize that life is more than just working. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that Whoopi said that, that you didn't mention was the fact that millennials only want to work four days a week. And she was saying, you know, you're not going to get a house if you work four days a week. Why not? Why not? I think the beautiful thing about what the millennials have done is that they have reimagined what work could look like. Hell, COVID has made us all reimagine what right, work could look like. We got this damn show because of unconventional you know, ways of right, thinking right. when it comes to making television. So, Whoopi, I, I typically side with you, but I do think in this instant your views are a little bit antiquated. And these millennials are saying, hey, we not finna be our parents. Yeah. We've seen our parents. Quick cautionary story. I watched my daddy work his whole damn life and defer his happiness. My father's whole thing was, I'll be happy when I retire. Guess what? He retired and died three or four years later. But that you know what? She's born in the 60s, right? Yeah, I just want to jump so, in and say that she comes from a different time. Right. And it's like we can kind of respect both perspectives, right. right? I will say this. What the millennials are doing is good for them. It is horrible yes. for the rest of us because right. I've never seen a time in my life, in my 50 years, where I, we can't get good employees. People right. are short oh staffed. My gosh. Everybody, the prices are going up, and people want to blame Biden. Right. It's a lot of other factors that right. go into this. I agree with you on Nobody that. wants to work. And after COVID, That's true. I don't know what the hell kind of stimulus checks y'all got. <laughs> what camera is mine? This is how y'all still stretching this $1,200? Because none of y'all want to see, the worst part is we got to understand, Claudia, for me and you, this is our social security. So millennials, <laughs> what we need you to go to work. And so y'all need to feed the money into and the, the social security And the young people like system. me, we ain't going to have no damn social security, so we don't give a damn about right, exactly. it. But right. no, the, the bigger question is, you know what? Capitalism, the millennials are flipping capitalism on its head because right. the cornerstone of this country is cheap and or free labor. And right. they're saying, no, bitch, you're going to pay me. You're right. going to pay me or I'm not going to work. And but I they, don't blame them. I, I definitely don't blame them. But, I, you know, I have a millennial working for me. You guys know that my nephew works for me and I'm dealing with this firsthand. Their mindset is just completely different. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's not even about the work. Like you, there has, they have to have a reason to work. I work to get a check because I had bills to pay. These kids got to have a motivation. Like, what's the intention of my hard work? I, I don't see a lot of people taking. Off. I don't see a lot of people taking pride in their work. It's just a means to an end to get some material things. It's not like I'm trying to build. And people aren't getting married anymore and right. building families. Families, kids are down. It's you too know? hard. So I think people are not like they're not. They're not suffering like they used to before. Like, right. I have to do this so I can have the family, the white picket fence, and the kid. They're like, I don't need this. So I'm I think out. people right. have woke up and realized. Like, it's just like, like whoopee, no tea, no shade. There is nothing fabulous about your generation. There's nothing aspirational about it. You really? Know, yeah, whoopee, is, generation? whoopee is great. There is nothing aspirational about anybody who grew up in the damn 60s. Who the hell wants to go to work for 40 damn years, drive a station wagon, come home miserable about their wow. damn job to a family that they're supporting? That's, See, there's I, nothing I, aspirational I, I, I about that. I disagree. That whole generation, they inspired me. That whole generation really... Really turned around going from segregation 
to be in an unsegregated situation. They navigated us through and how I mean, to girl, it. I mean, you talking I, about I, the 60s and you're almost 60, so I mean, oh, wow, the shame. But, First of all, I'm closer to 50 than 60, and, and you're closer to 50 than 40, so settle down. Oh, wow. Well, now, you know, hold on, because <laughs> he's normally the fast guy. Everybody knows I turned uh, a young, supple 40. Okay, on so I'm August just saying, you, you've lost that, you've left that baby, baby. That, you left that doc, so it, 40 is you behind with us you. Now. Right, come you with us. Come, come on, on, come on over, come on over. First of all, you know what's funny? You got more gray than both of us exactly, put together, right. which is kind of funny. Right. But keep thinking you're cute and y'all Yeah, I know, it's simple. And put some lotion on them knees. <laughs> Sorry, Funky. Well, you, you did eat some lotion. We're going to get to take care of that commercial break. We, we don't get to see this in real. And, and <laughs> I do. Still ahead, Nicki. That skinny, skinny, but them knees are not, baby. <laughs> 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 Still ahead, Nicki Minaj opens up about plastic surgery and later we're playing a fashionable game of hit or miss keep it locked we'll be right back Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. I hope you're enjoying the show because we are having a good time. And look at Funky Daniva. Look what he's doing. We inspired the millennials. No, I, I, I'm trying to damn embarrass uh, me. We're not embarrassing you. I could have stayed on Zoom to be embarrassed, okay? Dave, I we know we're not embarrassing him. He know he, we love How can him. you be embarrassed? You crap behind dumpsters. All right. Okay. Oh, have sex. All right. Nicki Minaj is showing a more vulnerable side after sharing her regrets on getting plastic surgery. Nikki joined the run through with Vogue podcast and said, I guarantee you, if you see, if you change anything on your body and do anything surgical and all of this, you're going to more than likely, not definitely, more than likely look back and one day say, I was fine just the way I was. All right, let's get into this. What are your thoughts about Nikki opening up about her regrets? And do you guys regret any of your surgeries, Al? Ah, why are y'all going to me first? But I'll take it. Listen. <laughs> I love Look at Funky's face. Like, why you look like that? Because right. I didn't like that question for any of your services. Your service, bitch, I had well, it was. I get mad at Justin. He wrote it. Well, I, listen, first of all, I've never had any surgeries like that, number one. Number two is, but I get it, though, like because I have altered. I've, I've altered and tried to maintain myself. And I think when you live in the public eye, because there's so much scrutiny, mm -hmm. you feel like you have to, even if you don't want to. I'll never forget when I got my braces, I felt like I needed braces because my teeth weren't straight enough. And if I got braces, I'll be hotter. Mm -hmm. I'll be more attractive. I could get, you know, I could meet the right person. And when I look back, it was like, okay, I had some jacked up teeth, but they would have been all right. I would have still lived, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And even today, when we talk about using Botox, we talk about doing anti-aging stuff, I do that for me. At this age, I do things that are going to make me feel comfortable. And I like the fact that she's vulnerable because she's usually not. I, the first time that I saw her being vulnerable was with... Um, Oh, God. But Joe Button, that's when she first started talking about her plastic surgery. And I thought, wow, this is the new Nikki and I'm liking it. So being a mother must have changed her. I like the fact that she's being transparent. I like the fact that she's saying you don't have to do it. But at the end of the day, we all do what makes us feel comfortable with us. I, I, I'm surprised that she did this because, again, we haven't heard this. And I actually am here for this. Nikki, I think you have a huge following. and mm -hmm. a hu you, I don't think, I know you have a huge following. And you have a lot of influence on young girls. A lot of girls are thinking they have to live up to their idols that they see on yes. social media. I'm glad she's done this. As far as surgeries, I, I will, full disclosure, I had some dance in my face a long time ago, and I had them fixed with filler. 
and it was fine for years. I just did like a half a syringe on each side. Each mm -hmm. side. Then I did have a uh, reaction, reaction to some medication I took a year ago now. And I have been fighting with this ever since. And now the dents are deeper and worse than they were before. And mm. so I do actually regret it because I'm thinking, I paid thousands of dollars for something to fix something that right. now I look worse. It's, uh, it's, it's worse well, than what it was. Well, you don't look worse. You look good. But it's, it's like, you know, we have good lighting here. But I sometimes I take pictures. I'm like, wow, I, I could have left this alone. And then you see it. And I'm very self-conscious about it now. And now I'm like, do I need to go a next level up or do I need to leave it alone? But the question here is, are you more sensitive to it because you're always in the public eye. Yes. Claudia, you've been doing this yes. for like over two decades. Yeah. So I can imagine anything that you feel is not right and somebody comment on, you're like, oh, I need to fix it. Exactly. Because I feel that way. Even when I was going through the chemical, uh, the, the reaction I was having, people were in the comments while we were live on the show saying, what's wrong with her? Is she pregnant? Why is her right. face looking like that? Is she messing with her face? And I'm sitting here like, I had, I took antibiotics for my foot surgery and my dental and it made a weird reaction with filler. Right, I didn't even right. know that would even happen. I'll say this, I always find it interesting when people reap all the benefits of their body modifications, then they want to come back and say, I regret doing it. Just like I hate when celebrities say, you know, money ain't everything. Yeah, it's easy to say when you got it. Yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to say it when you got it. And as far as, you know, you brought up a valid point about her inspiring young girls. Your mouth is saying one thing, True. but the physicality yeah. of it is saying another. You know, even Lotto just recently on her podcast talked about feeling the pressures of, of, of from the business mm -hmm. to get plastic surgery. Don't get me wrong. I love the vulnerable side of, of what Nikki said, and I'm sure she probably does feel that way. But the reality of the situation is the physicality doesn't match the message. But because hold on, the you girls know what? are still going to go, they're yes. still going to look at you, they're still going to look at that body, and the current body that you have is consistent with the messaging in the image. So, right. you know, not to say, oh, if you really meant it, you go undo it, but I just always find it peculiar to speak about regrets after you've squeezed all the blood out the turn. No, hold on. Before you move on, Claudia, real quick, you said you never had cosmetic surgery. You had your feet done. That's cosmetic surgery. And you did it because you weren't comfortable with how your feet looked. Actually, that's incorrect. That's factually incorrect. What I did is it, it because I had a functional issue. I didn't do it when I was younger because the doctor said oh, if okay. it wasn't hurting me to leave it alone. Oh, so it's not hurting. But as I got older, it actually became a matter of functionality. Oh, okay. And it was necessary for me to get but it But do you regret it? No, but that's not, that's, I mean, getting your, your toe straightened so you can walk and not have spinal issues and getting oh. your breast and your ass done are two different categories. I'll, I'll mm. stick with that. All right, also, okay. let's get into this. Jamie Foxx is ready to settle down and start a family with his girlfriend, Alice Hupstack. Now, uh, a source close to Jamie told Radar Online that the actor is head over heels for Alice and having a baby is definitely in the plan. Are you here for this relationship? Who wants to go first? You know, I ain't really got much to say on this. His life, his business, you know, the black community, we already, you know, feel a little weird when we see our black celebrities with white women for whatever reason. Um, I think a near-death experience can make anybody think about what's mm -hmm. really important in life, which is family settling down and the small intrinsic things <laughs> that you get out of life versus fame and fortune. His friends feel a little uncomfortable because they think it's a little fly-by-night and it's a little fast, but I could understand how a near-death situation could put life in perspective for anyone. That's right, Al. Well, you know, I'm going to disagree. You guys know I'm a big proponent of black love here, and I don't care. You are supposed to love who you want to love. You can love who you want to love. You can marry who you want to marry. But why do we always lose the good ones to the other side? But is it really a good one? Oh, 
but he. Because I always say to women, I always say to women, Claudia, y'all sometimes be getting upset, but why are you getting upset over somebody who don't want you? Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I totally get that, but I, I'm just saying, maybe so, we could teach them how to want them. No, so listen, I, I again, I used to work with Jamie, and we used to be really, really good friends, and he is he's, he's, a good he's guy. from Texas. He's an amazing, one of the most talented, brilliant people I've ever been around. But when you get into his backstory, when he was younger, mm -hmm. he definitely felt unattractive, ugly, unwanted. And I think when you grow up like that in a very racist environment, the one thing you want is validation from the dominant society, right? Mm -hmm. You want that white girl, the, ca the captain of the cheerleading team, to want you. And then I don't think it's ever changed growing yeah. up because all of his baby mamas yeah. are white women. And, you know, I think That's that... That's sad. I think I do... Listen, when we were... Like I said, we had a lot of deep conversations. And I do think a lot of it is his upbringing. I think they were very rotten to him yeah. when he was younger. And it's manifest... We're seeing the manifestation of that as an adult. It's I don't think he's real, ever been addressed. It's a real thing. And I'm going to be very very honest with you, when Terrell Owens spoke about his experience, yeah. I don't like the way black women handled that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What it, is, say? it is a real, uh, you know, just mad, like, don't blame it on black women. And, and it's not blaming it, but it's like when you grow up in an environment, and, and granted, I can speak to that. Right. Like, I, I grew up in an environment feeling or being told, you're ugly, you got big lips, you're this, you gay, you're this. And there was a point in time in my life where I ran away from black people as a whole. Mm -hmm. Looking that's, back at it, that is part of the reason why I went to Florida State University and did not go to FAMU. I did not feel safe around black people because it was black people who always made me feel low and bad but about myself. But you know myself. what, for me, I can say that I had the same experience to a certain extent, but my home environment always kept me grounded. My home environment let me know that the African-American experience is the best experience. We're kings, we're queens i can never settle for less and thank god my mother and my father taught me that regardless of how they treated me i knew at the end of the day i always have to be surrounded i have to love a black queen i have to love a black king that's just that's just something i could never turn away from and great points from both of you but i will say this is not the black woman's fault in this case with jamie fox this is a right. thing about him getting discriminated against by racist white people Understood. in Carroll, texas and now wanting that their validation. But that was 30 years ago, it, man. It is, you but, have lived but, a rich life. You have so many beautiful women, black not, women to choose from uh, 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 and nurture things. you. We, we got to go, but not on, everybody's from a messed up background. Unaddressed trauma yeah. doesn't go away. Doesn't. It, it, it just manifests. I'll give you that. All right, still ahead, we are playing a fun game of hit or miss, and we get to be shady, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> we have 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to fire all of us. They're going to fire us all. Those people. <laughs> we need a job. <laughs> we right. need a job. Of course, we love it here. We love Fox. So welcome back. As you can see, guys, we are filming. Oh, I'm not supposed to have my pedal up. Okay. In studio out of Houston, Texas for the first time, y'all. Yay. <laughs> Now, before we continue, we'd like to shout out Trans Cam Shuttle out of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, she for providing the luxury transportation during our stay. They wrapped the van for us. It looks beautiful. People are stopping her like, where are they? Where are they? We want to see tea. But listen, the service has been above and beyond. They have been amazing, like more than just a, a, a chauffeur service. Yes. She's like gone above and beyond. She called me this morning and said, what do you want for breakfast? Sure I am out buying breakfast. I was like, okay, TCS what? Who mm -hmm. did what? I'm going to definitely use her when I'm ever in Dallas because she does Dallas 
and Houston. So we love her. We love her. Now a special <clears throat> shout out to Image 360 in North Dallas, Texas, for pimping out our ride with these amazing vehicle wrapped installments. For more information on these companies, check out their websites at www.transcamshuttle.com and www.image360.com and type in North Dallas. Please give them some business because they have been awesome to your favorite trio of hosts. Well, Claudia, you got like 12,000 cars. You could have one of them wrapped in TJF, right? I yeah. mean... You know, you got the Benz. I mean, you got the Bentley. Benz. You got the Porsche. You got the Bentley. You got the Range Rover. Oh, that Range Rover was this. That was, <laughs> that's Enterprise. That's Enterprise. That's why she was so worried about us digging it up. That's She's trying to get her deposit money back. You know, it's always the man with no pillowcases or nightstands. Oh, God. Always. We couldn't get the light to go off. We couldn't get the light to go off. He thinks luxury is a Gucci hat. <laughs> All right, anyways, in honor of the CFDA Fashion Awards, we're going to play a fashionable paddle game of hit or miss. Okay. Let's cue <clears> the <throat> music. All right. First up, we have Serena Williams, hit or miss. Serena Williams. Well, let's see the picture. Oh, I'm going to give her a hit. I'm going to give her a hit because without the big bow behind her, I saw her without that. She looks absolutely great, especially, isn't she? She had her second child or pregnant with her second child, right? I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, anyway, she still looks good to me and the dress looks awesome. I'm going to give her a hit. Kim? I'm going to give, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. It's giving me Andre mm -hmm. Leon tally tees. Okay. It's too much fabric. It's too much drapery. It's, it's, I don't like it. I love her, but I, it's a miss for me. It's too much. It's too big for her upper body. So let's move on. Next up, we have Mary J. Blige. Was she a hit or a miss? You know, I love everything about Mary J. Blige. I'm going to give her a hit. I, I love the silhouette on her body. I like the fact that she covered her arms and her legs, but it still looked great. And she was focused on her face. This is a hit for me. I definitely gonna give Mary a hit. Mary can do no wrong in my book. Mary is thicker than a snicker. And it's looking good. Ah, <laughs> yes, she did. I'm definitely giving her a hit because she definitely knows how to stunt on a carpet. I love how she looks. She looks amazing, sexy, and classy still. All right, how about Aisha Curry? Was she a hit or a miss? Aisha Curry. A big old miss. It's a big old miss, partly because just because I don't like her. Why? Part, don't be one dress, of those. No, the other dress, no, I'm, I'm honest. I just don't like her. Oh and then the God. other part, the dress is just ugly. It's giving me Pocahontas, Native American, Navajo tees. And I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know whether the Serengeti is going on right there. Oh, my there. God. No, disres no disrespect to the Pocahontas and the Navajo <laughs> tees and the Native Americans. It's definitely <laughs> a miss. That's sad, though, because we are starting to focus a little bit more on her. She wants to be more fashion conscious. And I think this this wasn't a good way to get your coverage. I love her. Again, I think it's a miss. I think uh, she's a beautiful woman, and I think she can really shut it down if she has the right The style. right outfit, I yeah. agree. Mm -hmm. All right, next we have Lakeith Stanfield. Was he a hit or a miss? I'm going to give him a hit. I'm going to give him a hit because, you know, the men were using the wider leg these days. We're using the shorter jackets. I think he incorporated the two, and he has the color that I like the most, which is an off or a beige white, and that to me speaks sexy, that to me speaks sec uh, uh, sleek, and I'm going to give him a hit. Okay. I'm going to give him a hit because men's fashion, and I've said this on this show a lots of times, is oftentimes boring. We don't have many options, whereas you guys mm -hmm. have dresses, gowns, mm -hmm. skirts. We only have the black tux, 
the black suit, single breasted or double breasted. Not really so anymore, the, you know though. Y'all be so, saying, y'all be even. Well, you know, this, some of them be this, ain't, this ain't Billy Porter. We're talking about Lakeith <laughs> okay. or whatever. But I think it was this. like the regular man. Stylish. Okay, yeah, very nice. Uh, you know was what? that a jumpsuit, though? Can we see a picture again? Was that a jumpsuit, Claudia? What's, what's uh, your thing? I think it was a two. I don't know. It was that that might be a jumpsuit on me. I agree. I definitely think, you know, a lot of times we don't get to see a lot of interesting things from men. So I'm going to give him a hit for taking the chance, and it looks good. All right, Lala Anthony, was she a hit or was she a miss? Well, I'll go with this one. Lala, you usually get it right, and you usually will show your body and it's bang-tang. And I think it's the fabric that's making this a miss for me. It's the ripples that's not really laying correctly. Kim, you put the picture back up, production. And then something about that black-brown contrast is not there for me. But other than that, I... I like her shoulders, I like her skin, it's popping in like her face. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what in the church pantyhose sale Lala was trying to give, but it looked like she was trying to sell pantyhose to 60-year-old ladies. This is a huge, not even a miss, it's a failure. Oh, no, Lord, that okay. was pretty bad. I got to agree with my co-host, Lala. I, you know, hey, I love Carter, you, you always find a positive in a woman's good dress. What's going on here? You know what? It look, it's giving me Playboy Mansion, like, yes. like, like butter costume and I think she looks amazing and she's worked hard to be like a style icon as of late. It's the fabric. And I just yeah, I don't I don't like the I don't like the tight. It's frumpy. It's looking frumpy. I gotta give you a miss girl, but it's nothing personal. It's not you. It's, right. it's a stylist. Alright, Kim yeah. Kardashian, was she a hit or was she a miss? I'm gonna say the dress is a hit but for me, this is a miss for Kim Kardashian because I'm expecting something more and forward. It's the CFDA, which I was going to expect it something a little bit more imaginative and a little bit more creative. But the dress itself is a hit, so I'm going to give it all a hit. I'm going to go ahead and give her a hit. When all else <laughs> fails, put on a tight fit and black dress. I right. mean, it's simple. There's nothing spectacular about it. But we can't sit here and say she looked bad. Right, we can't. We can't. I can't give her a miss because she doesn't look bad, so I'll give her a hit. Uh, it's just a little boring for her, boring, yes. but it's but not. It's safe. But it's I not agree. a miss. Yeah. It's not a I, miss. It's not. She she made up for it for the hair though. If production put it back up. It was that hair like, oh, I just woke up, I just put this on, and I came out to the CFDAs. That's right. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, we have Lori Harvey. Was she a hit or a miss? I'm going to say, for me, Lori Harvey is beautiful. I'm going to give her a miss, only because I feel like she's trying too hard. And also with that faux fur, it could be interesting because it makes you look bigger than you are. You're much more beautiful than this young lady. I want to see your body. I want to see your skin. That's what you're able to do. So as far as you wearing this, it's a miss for me. But the outfit itself is okay. You know, it's funny because I want to give her a hit so bad. Right. But for whatever reason, it's just... I'm looking at it, and I'm just not impressed. Right, at all. And I, I can't pinpoint the reason. It's something with the fur, but yeah. Yeah. I'm giving her a hit. I think it looks classy. It looks rich. It looks like I'm going to take your rich man and do what I want with him and throw him back to the wolves. All right. I want Is thank this a my... personal experience, Claudia? No, I just, I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I like her. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva, for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off. We'll see you tomorrow, Soulmates, and we are so happy to be here. Thank and you, And we're Houston. in the studio. It's a hit. In the studio, it's a hit. In the studio, it's a hit.